Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az and I'm joined by Sam. Bright and early, Sam. 9.30. How are you feeling? Yeah. Good. FPL show late last night. Yep. Pod this morning as well, Pod, I believe. Official podcast this morning. Yeah, that'll be out Ooh. this afternoon. I am a little bit tired this morning. I've had about three hours sleep. No. Well, <laughs> you'll be fine. Before we start, I just want to talk about some of the, the great shouts you made on the last one of these Q&A streams. Bench Vardy, Sam says. Blanks. Dick. Get Bernardo Silva over Gundogan, Sam says. Tick. Tick. Uh, what's your other one? Pookie! Pookie, of course. Oh, Hooray. God, how could I forget? Of course it's Pookie. Uh, yeah, so I absolutely nailed it uh, on, on the last one. Let's see if, if uh, well, we'll see if we can do the same. It's a lot of pressure now, isn't it? Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's like we're actually good at this at the moment, but that can all quickly turn around. Um, hi to everyone in the chat. Great to see so many of you here already. Uh, if you're listening to this later on or on the podcast version, get involved when, when these go live. I post on Scout, on Twitter, everything, what times. It'll be on, on sort of the day before the deadline or the day of the deadline uh, normally um, and yeah it's really fun to get involved in the chat and we'll be taking your questions kind of live as we go so already getting some questions in uh, which is great just before we get into them I just want to talk about So Rare so Fantasy Football Scout are partnered with So Rare this season in particular we're really um, sort of working with uh, the So Rare Academy which is a free version of So Rare and a great sort of entry point into it if you're interested in the game if you don't know what so rare is there's an intro video um, on scout which explains some of the rules but essentially it's a bit like picking a five-a-side team um, and those players score points and if they score points and you sort of enter into the, the, you know, the upper echelons of the game you win real cards to add to your so rare collection which is what so rare is all about building cards on the blockchain which are kind of unique to you and those cards are worth actual money and you can buy and trade and sell and all that kind of stuff so if you like things like fifa ultimate team if you like fantasy 5 for example uh, it's kind of a combination of all these different things in one game so yeah so rare academy i'm playing it each week uh, it's a lot of fun and so rare is growing they're adding more cards more teams more players into it so definitely check that out right q a let's go straight into the uh, <clears throat> straight into the chat uh, Moshe Asarov, I think Azza stopped drinking beer. Well, you'd hope so at 9.30 in the morning, wouldn't you? <laughs> You've been drinking beer this morning? Uh, only, only, no, of course not. Good, what I, are you drinking? Tea? Coffee? I'm actually drinking Tea. a Lemsip. I know. Not again, know. are you? I didn't want to mention it because I knew you'd say that. You're always ill. I went to, you'll know about this. I went to, uh, you know, one of those one of those really fun places because my, my friend's got a, a, a five-year-old went to one of those like you know it's got like trampolining and a ball pit and all that kind of yes. stuff and as, so, as soon as I walked in and I just saw all these kids I was like yeah I'm getting ill <laughs> it was like, not as bad as it used to be like honestly three birthday parties going on and like ah oh, like kids just wiping their nose with snot and running around and used to be way worse pre-covid when they didn't clean them very regularly yeah i think all the all the antibacterial gel in the world wouldn't have stopped me getting you know, i'm not too bad i'm just a little bit my throat's a little bit you know funny so anyway it's fine <laughs> uh james a maybe lee is right lee being right already i'm skeptical uh kane will go to man city in january what do you think about that 
it's never right. <laughs> that was my first thought. Sorry, Lee. Is he in? He's probably in. Um, I don't think he will go in January. Why on earth would they pay 100 million for a striker that's got one so goal. woefully out of form? <laughs> I think yeah, he's blown I it. Really. I think he's blown it. I don't think he's going now. now. And also, I think he's quite enjoying working with Conte from, you know, what's being said there. So I don't think he's going now. Maybe it'll come up again in the summer, but not now. No, I, I, they're not, they're not going to pay 100 million for him in, in January, surely. And they, no. they've got systems that are working without him. I think Luke posted last night on Twitter saying, uh, you know, you look at the number nines in, in the league at the moment, like you look at Bamiyang and, you know, uh, I mean, Vardy's kind of the only, I mean, Vardy, I mean, Ronaldo's got his critics, but... You know, you look at Vardy, you look at Kane, uh, you look at Aubameyang, you know, these guys are, not sorry, not Vardy, but you, the number nines essentially aren't doing very well. That's my point I'm trying to make in a really long-winded, yeah. long, really long-winded way. Uh, and more and more teams are, you know, playing with these false nines. For me, no, Havertz has, has been doing has been doing well for Chelsea. And yeah, I don't think it's, it's as big a problem for City as a lot of people thought it would be. No. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's carry on. Uh, Albin, are they going live? Yes, we are live. Hello, Albin. Uh, oh, this is a good Hi one. Uh, VU 1999 UK. Uh, is Dennis worth buying now, even with Man City next? Dennis King? Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can bench him for Manchester City and then the fixtures after that are nice. So they've got a few fixtures. The only thing to watch with Dennis, of course, is that there's potential that he might go to the African Cup of Nations in January. So just need to think about that when you're looking at your team as to how many you've got that will potentially be be going. Um, and if if you go with Dennis, then I think it's just leaving some money available so that you can upgrade him in January if he gets called up. And I think goes. at the moment he's not getting called up. Is, well, he hasn't played for Nigeria for for a while, no. so there's a you know there's a chance he doesn't go. But he is in really good form. Well, that's, so... that's, the, that's the thing, isn't it? If he carries on the way he's playing, it's going to be hard yeah. not to call him up. Um, exactly. So just... I just think if you do there, if you do go there with Dennis, just leave a little bit of money in the bank just in case you need to upgrade him, or be prepared to sell your other players and leave him as your third sub. Yeah, I mean, I think if you've got the extra point three, you just get king. Right. Yeah. King's got what the second best underlying stats over the last and six game penalties. weeks on penalties. No danger of going off to the different combinations. He's not. He doesn't get shifted out wide as much as, as someone like Dennis does. He's always. Like, he loves him as well. Yeah, he does. I really, I really, really like King. I'm looking at getting King. So I've got, I've got Tony right, and Tony's doing my head in. Yeah. I feel like. Well, I, I mean, King I've got better. Huang, and and I'm looking for a definite to make a move to yeah. one of the Watford boys this week. That will be my transfer, and I, I was kind of quite keen on Dennis, but. I'm also, well, you know, if you remember back to when we were at Fest in the summer, I had Josh King in all of my pre-season teams because I was absolutely convinced that he was going to be good for Watford this season. And then he had that niggly injury that kept him out at the beginning, which yep. meant I ended up going, who did I have? Oh, Dini instead, because I was like, well, if Josh King's not playing, maybe Dini will start. But now I am very keen to, to go back to Josh King. I'm just kind of pondering on how much money do I want to save? Because... I've got Huang to sell, so I could go Huang to King just like for like because they're the same price now because Huang annoyingly dropped last night. Um, but Dennis would obviously save me a bit of money, which might come in handy. Mm. I mean, De- I mean, look at El Fozzi, Chris, in, in uh, at Scout. I mean, he's got Dennis, benches him every week. Every week he gets points. He returns, <laughs> yeah. And obviously, Josh King's got penalties in his locker, which is something that Dennis doesn't have. So I know we're not seeing a huge amount of penalties this season, but it's just another route to points, which... You should consider when making these decisions. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Nick says Kane's looking better. Wouldn't sell him before Norwich. No, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, he, he looked. He still better. He looks like he still looks 
ponderous. He looks slow and slow. I mean, he's always looked a bit like that, but he had the one-on-one, didn't he? Yesterday. But he's better. But he and is I think that's the better. thing. Is he 12.2 no, better though? No, of course not. No. no. No, absolutely not. But better. And and has been better for the last three game weeks, I'd say. Every week I've watched him and thought, actually, you look a bit better. And for each of the last three game weeks, I've been like, well, there's been an opportunity. There was the one off the post against Leeds. There was the one-on-one last night. There's been a few opportunities where I've gone, you really should have returned points. And I wonder with him now whether it's a bit of a confidence thing and whether once he gets one. The commentator last night on the game was saying, he looks like a player that's just trying a bit too hard yeah. to return, like he's overthinking it. And one of the things that Kane, that makes Kane so brilliant, particularly for England, is that he doesn't think about what he's doing. He just does it. And it, it's just a natural thing for him to end up doing in those positions. And he scores goals from it. And that's what we saw with Kane and Son last season is there was no real overthinking. They were just making passes. Mm. They knew each other were going to be there. Whereas at the moment, I feel like they are still... Are still thinking about what they're doing. And we saw a little bit last night where Kane played the ball through to Reguilon and Reguilon then passed it to, to some for his goal. That was the Spurs team that doesn't think about what they're doing and they just do it. If Kane can get one, I suspect we might see a bit of a confidence boost and then it might it might allow him to just... He's a funny player, Kane, because you talk about confidence. I mean, he, he's a he's a he's quite a selfless player in a lot of yeah. regards. Like, you know, he... he well, he's happy to spray balls from the halfway line. He drops deep. And, yeah. and a lot of people get annoyed with that. But he, he likes setting people up. You know, he got the most assists last season, all this kind of stuff. But also he's got an ego on him as well. Yeah. Like you, you look at the interviews he does from his house and he's got all pictures of himself holding golden boots and all frame shirts and, and stuff. So the records and stuff obviously mean something to him. I've got no doubt that this spell is, he's not happy. Even if he's not that happy at Spurs, the fact he's got one goal this season. Here we him, look with himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just about Spurs. Like, so, and that's a lot of the rhetoric that I'm hearing at the moment is, oh, he just wants to go to City. Of course, there's an element of that. But that, to me, that element was in August and in September. Right now, this is, a, I'm annoyed with myself and I'm frustrated with myself that I'm not performing. Because actually, you know, he is a far better player than, we saw that when he was away with England, right? Mm. I know the games were easy, but he was performing for them. And so there is definitely an element of frustration from, from him personally. He won't be happy. And as much as he and Son are obviously teammates and good friends, there's also that that slight rivalry between them in terms of, you know, yeah, goals sure. and assists and that. And when you're being significantly beaten, I mean, Region is on better form. Hoiberg's on better I form. I know. So, you know, when you look at that, he, he must be sitting in the dressing room thinking... I really need to up my game. And we've started to see it, but hopefully, I just don't think you can sell Harry Kane ahead of Norwich. Well, that's what Philip Norris says in the chat. He says, of course- You've got Kane, to give him Norwich. Of course Kane looks better. He set the bar so low. I'm that's still, true. I'm still holding for Norwich though. Uh, you have to. Big Tip said, had enough of him. He's a deep lying midfielder. Yeah, I agree with that. And Big Tip also says, Norwich. Kane's drop off is, is unrivaled. And- it is really. I mean, you look at last season, you look at some of the players who, who like it was Shaw's redemption, it was Stone's redemption. You know, we saw some players coming back into it, which we'd otherwise written off. And it's the complete opposite with Kane. I never, yeah. ever, ever expected this. Even with him, of all the things in the summer, if you told me Kane would have one goal and one assist after 14 game weeks, I would never have thought that could have, that could have happened. No, Crazy. but equally, don't you think that if he gets one, when he finds his form, which he will, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that Kane will find form at some point this season. He is not going to go the whole season getting one goal in 14 game weeks. He 
I just can't see with the level of player that he is and going into a World Cup yeah. year. He will improve. He will improve. It's just when. Yeah. And I, I got on him, you know, last week thinking, you know, with Burn. Okay, it wasn't his fault. He couldn't get on form against Burnley. Since the game got called off, but I was, I was expecting something last night against Brentford. But it was encouraging. Was. But I don't want encouraging. I want points. <laughs> I think you, you know, you give Norwich, and then you see where you are because obviously there's a couple of other players that you could go to in that position in the same sort of area of price in terms of uh, obviously Ronaldo, but also Lukaku if he's coming, he's coming yeah. back. So for me, neither of those are ones that I want to necessarily jump on straight away because I want to just give Manchester United one more game. Yes, we saw a good game last night from them. It's been good under Carrot, but it's new manager bounce stuff now coming in. So I'm going to watch how they play at the weekend. And I'm also going to see what Chelsea do against West Ham yeah. and how many minutes Lukaku gets. See what Spurs do on Sunday and then make some calls about Harry Kane. Yep. All right, that's Kane done. done Kane no more. Death. No more Kane. Um, Vishal says one of my favourite streams excuse me excuse <laughs> and that's me. why it's his favourite stream the stream it's stream random. you see stream cold <laughs> it, all, it all links it all links together uh, we've had a super chat uh, Bailey A best one week punt striker for 8 million that's a good question there's a couple I think any any that spring to mind for you I'd go Ollie Watkins I would also go Ollie Watkins or Wilson they'd be my two the thing is with Wilson is that I think it would be a one-week punt, whereas with Ollie Watkins, you could feasibly hold him. Like the, the fixtures are okay. They're a bit mixed, but they're, they're okay. I, I assume think... he's wildcarding because if you're asking for a one-week punt, you're obviously doing something next week. So mm. I think it must be for this week and then probably, you know, when United's fixtures turn, maybe going for the double United attack or something. If Leicester have this, the third worst expected goals conceded in the last three game weeks. Mm. Second worst. Only um, Newcastle have worse. I like Watkins, you know. Like, I, I, I liked him last season. Ings coming in kind of made him a like less attractive an option. But with Ings out and Gerard playing, you know, an attacking brand of football, I think I think Watkins is a good shout. I think I think he's the one that I'd go for. I mean, Wilson's with... got the better game with Burnley, but you know, yeah. on paper. But I, I fancy Watkins in that in the match. I do too. And even when Ings does come back, we didn't see Watkins playing any further out. We, they were playing together in the middle. Mm. I, I really like Watkins and I think, you know, Steven Gerrard is, is a great manager for him. He's going to shore up the defence. That shoring up the defence and that the use of um, the likes of target and cash down the wings. I think that can only benefit Ollie Watkins. Like, he is a player that I'm seriously looking at as, a, as an incoming. Yeah. Antonio's position is up for debate massively. So I'm sure we're going to have some, some talk about Antonio. It's, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to him in a sec because, yeah, he's... Yeah, if you're looking for someone under eight, I wouldn't be getting Antonio at the moment. Uh, Michael Richardson, Saar out for who? Saar as in Wolves' Saar. So a goalkeeper around five mil. Still Ramsdale? Ramsdale. I think Probably. so. I think so. I mean, the fixtures are good for Arsenal. Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Leeds, Norwich, Wolves. There's clean sheets in that. He's making loads of saves. He made, what, five saves again last night um, against Man U. He's... You know he's he's getting points when he I mean you know they can see three goals and he's still getting three points five saves is, is good I mean seven saves I mean seven saves against United um, you know five against Newcastle five against Liverpool eight against Leicester like he's he's a goalkeeper who particularly at home Arsenal keeping clean sheets he's making loads of saves getting bonus doing everything you want really there's nothing not to like about Ramsdale no. right now I just think if you're making a keeper transfer then you go Ramsdale yep I agree that's a nice easy one thank you Michael. Uh, some people saying De Gea. 
yeah maybe um again i i don't know i i think i want, would want to see them actually keep a clean sheet properly and be good defensively because whilst that you know i think the attacking players could be really good over the next few weeks i'm still not convinced even with the lovely fixtures that manchester united have they've kept two think, clean sheets all season yeah united. and i still think that ramsdale is a better option even with the slightly more mixed fixtures that he has in compare in comparison to manchester united like manchester united have the fixtures for clean sheets after clean sheets but i'm not convinced no, we'll have to see what happens, you know, with new manager coming in, you know, whether this, you know, everyone's expecting this kind of like high pressing style, um, you know, I think it might, it's going to take a while for that to, to come into effect. And if it isn't quite right, if they don't press enough and the teams are just going to get around them. Of course, it's injuries as well. I mean, Dallow played. I mean, when Dallow's lining up, they're getting real <laughs> bare bones, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and as long as Fred's in that team, I don't bank on them keeping clean sheets. I mean, he f- tried to injure the keeper <laughs> last to, night. I know, that's a new one, isn't it? That's a, <laughs> that goal. I've was, never known that. <laughs> have you ever seen a goal? It was because it was my it was my Smith Rowe, my boy who scored it. Yeah, and I've he, got him too. I was delighted. And he scored it. I didn't even I didn't even celebrate because I was like, oh, day is down. The referee's blown his whistle, blah, blah, blah. And then when they showed the replay and it was Fred's, like, I was just like, they can't disallow that. Like, like that's not it's no what would you disallow it for there's no foul there's there's like you can't foul your own player and get a foul like <laughs> what are they gonna do what are they doing giving you a yeah it had to be a goal I just, in my opinion i just can't imagine being a professional footballer and, and being in goal and, and going down like that and it, i mean it may it probably hurt but enough to you know lying on the ground for like 30 seconds while the play's still going on it was Absolutely. Well, I think he probably bizarre. just assumed that he was going to get a free kick from Yeah, he but did. But when it's your own player that's doing it, <laughs> you've got to get up. I mean, my, my little boy's a goalkeeper and we spend our lives shouting at him, get up, second save. Like, he, I felt like shouting at De Gea last night. Very, very strange. Uh, Eddie Casey says, I thought Dallo played well. Yeah, to be fair, he he, he wasn't bad. Um, I just meant because... The point he, is, it's just not full strength, isn't I just it? meant he's been so like out of favour. Um, I, I don't. I think he's. I think he's actually quite a good player. I'm surprised he hasn't had more more minutes. But it's it's like you, when you're getting into like the Phil Jones and Dallow territory in your starting lineup, you know you've got some, you know, you've got some issues. Uh, Ivan Albert, thank you for the super chat. Play Smith Rowe or Alonso this week. So Smith Rowe, my boy, has got uh, Everton away, and Chelsea have got West Ham away. Mm, close one. Stats would suggest Alonso. Bring in mind. Smith Rowe stats are awful, but I do feel like having Chelsea scoring that. Mm. And Chelsea were pretty bad against Watford, particularly in that up until the medical incident. Watford were by far and away the better side, yeah. and actually the medical incident probably did Watford a bit of probably did Chelsea a bit of a favour because it gave Tuchel a chance to go on earth for you all doing. And and I guess that's the problem, isn't it? With you know they lost Chilwell, so they were already playing at Onzo. They'd then lost Reese James for that. There was a lot of changes in that back line. And when you make that many changes to your defence, which also then affects the system and the way that you're playing, the inevitability is that you concede. Now, against a West Ham team that they've been on really poor form the last three game weeks, they've suddenly really dropped off a cliff, West Ham. But they've still got really talented players in there, the likes of Fournells that is still playing really well. Um, Bowen maybe as well. Could I see them scoring West Ham? Yeah, I think I could. And therefore you're relying on it's two players. Can they, who's going to get more attacking returns than the other one? And against, I think Smith Rowe has the better fixture for attacking returns than Alonso does. Interesting. So you go Smith Rowe. So I would go Smith Rowe. Interesting. I think I'd go Alonso. 
because I don't, I don't, I don't see you know West Ham scoring as, as a problem for Alonso. Even if you take away the potential clean sheet, I think Alonso offers more attacking wise than Smith Rowe does. I know the fixtures better, but I, 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 Alonso's going to get a haul in the next couple of weeks. He's he, he just he's so ridiculously attacking. He's he's just a winger. His stats. I mean, he assisted this is twice. He did, didn't he? Yeah. He, I mean, Smith Rowe is getting lucky. Very lucky. I mean, lucky. He doesn't even come into the goal he scored Last yesterday. Night. But <laughs> generally speaking, his stats indicate he's massively overperforming. Whereas Alonso is yeah. a kind of more in keeping with with what he got. I wouldn't feel comfortable benching Alonso. There's no one else you could bench other than those two because they they seem like two you both want to play. It's a tough decision because you I would play them both. Is the reality? That's that's helpful, isn't it? Well, Sam says play Smith Rowe. I say bench Alonso if you can play. Them well, both. I was I was just uh, on the side of the attacker. If in doubt, play the attacker is always my kind mm. of. I guess I see Alonso. I, I see Alonso as an attacker. Yeah, though, yeah, which is true. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's a really difficult one. That it's a tricky one. Uh, right, let's grab some more. Uh, this is a tricky part now because a lot of these questions have already answered. So I don't want to don't want to carry on. Uh, Stop talking about. We've done Kane. No more. No more. No, no, more. More, no more Kane talks. Uh, <laughs> James uh, Matulovic says, "Is it worth picking up any city mids?" Feeling very hesitant. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one because obviously Foden and Grealish were back on the bench. Foden's been sold by the masses. Gundogan wasn't in the squad at all. Who was, you know, quite heavily backed, not by us. We said Bernardo Silva, uh, who scored, which was great. So. City mids, what's your what's your feeling about them? Are you gonna are you gonna be getting any in for, for the run they've got? So it's an amazing, you know, C fixtures, but that comes with its own set of problems with with C. I bought in Bernardo Silva last week Ooh. on the back of what we said. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You actually backed yourself. Backed myself oh, for a my change. God. I actually backed myself. So normally and, and I I kept one here and I, I say things every week and I don't follow through with it. And the pookie one, I texted you, didn't I? Or I sent you a message. You did as soon as it pookie happened. In capital S. <laughs> and I was like, why do I say these things and not back it? But then with Bernardo Silva, I was just so like, you look at Manchester City and he's the one that always starts alongside Cancelo. You know, he's missed one game, game week one. Other than that, he started every game. And in all of those games, apart from two, he's got 90 minutes. So I was looking at him thinking of all of the City attacking players, he's probably the most safe in terms of rotation as far as you can be safe with Manchester City. Not only that, he's getting good attacking returns against West Ham. He was playing as a midfielder, but then suddenly was a false nine. It's like, well, that's nice. If you're going to be up there, then that's ideal. So I thought I had Foden and Pep's comments about this. He might get some minutes. I was like, no, nah, I'm not having this. Because even if he's fit and available, is he going to come back? And Is Pep going to suddenly start giving Foden 90 minutes? Well, Fikri in asked in the chat, weeks? should I hold Foden? Because this is the it's question difficult. now, right? When you've got it, if you've kept him now, I, I, you can't, I don't think you could really sell him. It's hard though, isn't it? Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I could see Foden getting like, he's not got any minutes yet. So he's not going to, I don't think he'll start the weekend. I think he'll get, come on at like 60 minutes or so, give him 30 minutes. Then yes, could he then start in game week 16? Yes. But could he come off on 60 minutes? Yes. So it's, it's a balancing act. Will he come back in and automatically start scoring again? Will he be as good as he was before the injury? I don't know. I'm quite happy with Bernardo Silva. If I was going to bring in a Man City attacker, I'd go Silva. Yeah, I'd I'd, go I'd, Silva. I, don't, I don't think there's any contact. What you're looking for with, with Pep, especially around this period, is just some 
idea of who he really trusts and who he wants to play every week. And I think Foden's in that bracket, but he's going to manage him because he's he's done it before and he's and he's injured and he has to and he's you know he's pretty central if they're going to win the Champions League and all that kind of stuff. Everything they do, De Bruyne's got COVID and his own kind of problems going on um, with injuries and stuff. Grealish fell out of favour a little bit, I think, even before the injury. He hasn't quite hit the heights of. of he hates Mares for whatever reason. Never, never seems to get him. His, his comments on Bernardo Silva, four Talked words. About him so nicely, didn't he? He is the best. He said about Bernardo Silva. I just can't see any way in which Bernardo Silva gets dropped at the moment, given the form that he's got. He's he can rotate in and out all of these other players, but Bernardo Silva is just going to carry on playing because he's in the form of his City career. Everyone thought he was going to get sold in the summer, and he didn't. He stepped up. Polar opposite of Kane, isn't he? Absolutely. It's another, it's another redemption. It's another. It's, it's a. I mean, it's a bit less of a redemption because Bernardo Silva's always been good, but FPL wise, he's never really been an option. No, no, but he isn't. Definitely is now. I agree. Totally agree. I re- I really like Bernardo Silva. I think looking looking at the midfield, obviously you've got Salah and Jota. I think they're just, you know, they're they. You need to get those in. I think mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva is is my next preferred midfielder. Um, you know, out of everyone, I, th- I think yeah. he, I think he's a great pick. Really like him. him, and I don't like any of the others at the moment. So yeah, nice and easy one. Uh, we had another super chat, I think. Did we? Sure. Oh, we did. Uh, Stephen Gallagher. Uh, if James is available, then would you play Alonso and James against West Ham? I got Alonso midweek, but wondering should I reverse it for Regulon? Uh, interesting. I wouldn't sell Alonso for Regulon. I don't think I would either, but I would like Reguilon in my team. Mm. I should like Reguilon more than I'd like Kane right now. Oh, yeah. It's tough. Would I play both of them against West Ham? It's tough because, like you said before when we were talking about them, you have to kind of see them not as defenders. And my immediate gut reaction is, do I think they'll keep a clean sheet against West Ham? Probably not. And therefore, don't I really want to play the defensive double up? But both of them, Rhys James and Alonso equally likely to brace so it's hard to drop either it would be very hard to sell either of them I don't, I don't know why you'd buy Alonso if you weren't intending on playing him and James every week you know like it's it's, it's you, if you're if you're buying into that wing back let's get both of them because they've got these explosive attacking returns yeah you play him I agree. Each, you play yeah. him each week like yeah. I, I, I don't know why else you would do that I mean I don't, I don't particularly like the, the kind of a defensive double up no, anyway, I, really. I like I like Alonso and James as attacking options, but if I was going to pick one of Alonso or Regulon, I would pick Regulon like going forward. But I wouldn't sell Alonso for Regulon. I don't think. I don't think there's enough in it to justify that transfer. I mean, I'm the king of sideway transfers at the moment. I did I did Vardy out for Ronaldo, then Vardy got double digits. I did Ronaldo out for Kane, and now Ronaldo's got double digits. <laughs> it basically means Kane's going to definitely hit double digits though against Norwich. So that's good for you as a Spurs fan. Um, but I agree with you. If if I if I could pick a Spurs player at the moment, I'd, I'd go for Regulon. I think. I think I would. I think I would. I I think he looks really good. We are so much better defensively. Like even without Romero, we are still not great defensively without Romero. But we are better. Like Conte, whatever he's doing with the defenders. Mm. He's actually making a difference. Like, and I don't think he's just shouting at them anymore. I think, you know, there is there is some significant improvement in the way that they're playing. Even Ben Davis is actually playing well. And when you can t- sit here and say Ben Davis is playing well, then you know that the difference that Conte is making to the defence is actually working. He's coming in, he's, he's shoring up the back. 
that he's also making some changes in the midfield and the way the midfield is playing because he really trusts Ollie Skip. His comments on Ollie Skip last mm. night were ridiculous. But he's playing in that more holding role and he is giving Hoiberg almost more Denmark style attacking mm. potential. So he's another one, like super, super cheap. If you're looking for, if you're changing the way your system's running, if you're wildcarding, if you're looking to restructure. As an Ollie Skip owner, I would like to try and make him Hoiberg because now I happily can bench, but it's more attacking threat there. Yeah. But I'd really like Reguilon. If you told me to list the Spurs players I want now, I don't think Kane would even make the top three. No. Well, I guess it would be Son, Reguilon. Reguilon. I think I'd rather have Lucas Moura or Hoiberg ahead of Kane. Wow. Oh, God, why, why do I what, And what is my life become? I know. You, you've got Kane, haven't you? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, but I did get him cheaper, so he has earned me a little bit. No, that's good. Yeah. So at least there's that. And at least he can become Ronaldo if he blanks against Norwich. Well, we, we, if he blanks against Norwich, I will rage transfer him out. Yeah. Um, so just to go back to Stephen Gallagher quickly. So would you play Alonso and James against West Ham? I would. Yeah, I think I would. would I you... don't think you can... It depends on the rest of his team, doesn't it? But Yeah. Would would you sell Alonso for Regulon? I wouldn't. You might be more tempted. I am. I would be quite tempted to do that, just because I don't like defensive double ups. Because it just, I just feel really uncomfortable with it, particularly over Christmas. Like, I, mm, I just don't think like, I'd be tempted. I just think Alonso and, and Regulon are similarly good options going forward. And you take away West Ham and then Alonso goes into Leeds, Everton, Wolves, Villa, Brighton. They're good fixtures for Chelsea. They are, yeah. He can perform in those. And Regulon's fixtures are a bit more of a mixed bag. After Norwich, it's, it's like Brighton, Liverpool, Leicester. No, it's, it's looks, they look a bit more ropey for defensive returns as well. I'd, I'd, I'd keep him. I'd keep him. That's my I mean, answer. surely there's other transfers that you would probably Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's, if you've got nothing else to do and you've got two free transfers, then okay, maybe. But if not, then... I'd keep it. God, how's that for an answer? So, so roundabout. That, that's really hard, that. That it was is. a really tough call. Yeah. Well, he did pay four ninety nine for the privilege of us rambling on for five minutes about it. So that's something. Uh, Jason Rampton, uh, right now, would you double up on Chelsea or Man City defence? Can't afford Diaz is Laporte, the next best now defender alongside Cancelo. Well, we've said a few times, we, we're not, neither of us are huge fans of the double up. No, Indifference. I wouldn't double up on either of them, but that's just me. No. Like, I know there's a lot of people out there that really like the double up of Chelsea and, and the double up of Manchester City, but for me, I'm just not... I'm not keen on it. I've, I think there are so many decent options defensively at the moment that you could spread the wealth across four or five different clubs and it'd be, like, in terms of premium-ish over five million, yeah. over five and a half million, you could go for five different clubs and that would feel safer to me, for better. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the best the best three for me is still James, Trent and Cancelo. If you had a fourth into that, I still think it's Regulon. Um, and then if you're playing five at the back, then I think, yeah, then doubling up on maybe a City or a Chelsea with, with Rudiger or Diaz or someone is, is the way to go. I wouldn't take any of those three out for one. So I'm guessing you're going to be playing four at the back. So that means instead of Regulon, you're either going with double Chelsea or double City. I think Alonso's completely fine as an option. Would I go for Laporte? No. I'd go Alonso over Laporte. Yeah. I think I think with the defenders at the moment, you need those attacking returns. 
because yeah. they're you know, you, there's too they're, they're too good they're too good offensively these defenders to not try and tap into that so going for yeah. someone like Laporte I think Rudiger is is kind of the only one who just pushes it because he is attacking he's getting chances from set plays and, and things so like adventures that. he goes on yeah, well, yeah exactly but you wouldn't go for like Christensen or no. you know Thiago Silva or any or any of these other players because they just don't have that attacking intent so I think it's Alonso Regulon potentially Rudiger. And that rules out all the City players because they, the City defenders, other than Cancelo, because they don't have the attacking. I agree. Yeah. Yep. But that doesn't happen very often, does it? No. Um, how do you do? Uh, are you only responding to super chats? I don't mean to be rude. Just wanted to know. I responded to you, and you didn't super chat, so that kind of tells you answer. And uh, not really. We prioritise super chats, and we've had we're getting quite a lot coming in. Um, if there's less super chats, then I'll just pick some random comments from the chat. But obviously, if you pay a bit of money to us, then we'll prioritise you. That's just uh capitalism isn't it in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> uh luke c sell connor gallagher he's funny these bandwagons isn't it with with someone like him i mean you know a couple of weeks ago he's getting 10 point 10 plus points every week and it's like oh everyone's got to have connor gallagher and then a couple of performances where he plays a bit i mean he was so so deep in their last game i don't know if you saw his like, average position. A worry. yeah there's a, there's a worry for connor yeah. gallagher owners it is and it's, it's a similar problem with connor gallagher to someone like saka because they're such yeah. versatile, clever, intelligent players, they can play right up at front, you know, and, and yeah. be creating and scoring goals and looking like, you know, absolutely incredible options. But because they're so versatile, when they get injuries or when the systems change, they then drop back into midfield or into defence and then they're complete non-entities. Um, I wouldn't sell him. I still think he's a good pick. If you've got nothing else to do, maybe. I still like Conor Gallagher. I think for six million, he's going to carry on delivering good value. Um, but I, I think I, would, I wouldn't be kind of you know, prioritising, bring them in. I still like Zaha. I still, I'd still pick Zaha. <laughs> I think out of Palace, if I, if I had to pick a, a Palace option. Too expensive for me, Zaha. I think the thing is with, with Gallagher and, and I wouldn't do anything ahead of this week because I'd want to see whether the MacArthur injury means that he is going to continue to play that deep because if he is over a course of a hamstring injury, then that isn't ideal from an FPL perspective and you could just make the move to Smith Rowe or there are, you know, there are other players in in that sort of price bracket that you could go to. So I would give Gallagher game week 15, see what he see where his position maps suggest he is. And if he's still very deep, then maybe look to sell him ahead of 16. Yeah. Nope. Good advice. Um, right. Let's grab another question. So now the super chats are out. Now my, now my job gets harder because now I've got to actually find some, these ones. Uh, let's talk about Ronaldo then. Um, Netballer says Ronaldo captain. I saw some other questions about Ronaldo going forward. Is he kind of essential after the two games? Oh, that's it. Is, is Ronaldo a must have? Who wrote that? I just saw it. Uh, James A says, is Ronaldo a must have? Yeah. What do you, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I did an article for Scout yesterday talking about my transfer plans. Ronaldo wasn't in it because I was planning on keeping Kane. I was expecting to see a, a good performance from yesterday. Didn't really see it. I was looking at Sancho, I think under under Ralph, thinking he could become a good factor. But I watched that game yesterday. And yeah, Ronaldo's gone right back up to my top of my wish list. I, I look at the fixtures United have got and I think, can we really go without Ronaldo for that run? I mean, I think you can for Crystal Palace. I mean, this, the game against Crystal Palace, you could, you can go without particularly when Kane's got Norwich, because the reality is they're quite evenly matched in those games. We haven't seen consistency from Ronaldo either. I know he got a couple of goals last night, but one of them was just Erdegaard, just like assaulting. Oh, that was, that was terrible. How the ref didn't give that as a penalty straight away. It's awful. <laughs> so, you know, it, so 
take away the penalty and 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 obviously we still don't know for definite that Ronaldo is on penalties all the time we kind of assume he is because obviously Fernandez missed that awful one and then he's taken the next one but we don't know that for sure yeah um so I I don't know I'm I'm not doing anything this week I'm going to watch mm. Ronaldo carefully against Crystal Palace and I'm obviously going to watch Kane very carefully against Norwich and it's an easy swap to go Kane to Ronaldo. If Ronaldo bangs and Kane doesn't, then that's what I'll do because the fixtures are lovely. But if Ronaldo doesn't go mental against Crystal Palace, I still am keeping a really close eye on the likes of Rashford and Sancho because I actually think they're the type of players that could really do incredibly well. They are, they're fast paced, they're pressing players. They're everything that you would think would be well suited to the way that the new manager is going to play Manchester United's game. So this Crystal Palace game at the weekend, his first game in charge, I think that for me is going to be quite telling in terms of who I invest in. Because it's not if I invest, I'm going to. The fixture one is too nice. It's just mm. who. It's just the difference between Kane and Ronaldo is you look at Ronaldo's first goal and that poacher's instinct he's got, that ability yeah. to just go and finish. And that is that position he takes yeah. up could not be closer to the goal. And then you watch Kane ambling around the centre circle and you just think, why am I why am I paying the same money for, for this guy who is happier to to drop deep and you know and, and dictate play, even when everyone's going crazy about the fact he's got no goals and no assists. You'd think he'd be like busting the gut to get into the penalty box and, and score goals. It also struck me yesterday watching that game. We come back to Kane again, but I think it's, I think we're going to need to. I, I think his teammates are, are, are getting the ball to him less. There was a few times in that match yesterday when Kane was free on the left or was in good space and they went a different, a different route and they wouldn't have done that last year. Thoughts? No, but I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, I, it's hard, isn't it? Because Conte obviously wants to play Kane in a slightly different way to how he played last season. Wants to wants him to be in the box more. And he sometimes does hang about near the box. And then I think he just has that moment of like, you know, like you said before about how he's, he's quite a selfish player. He wants to be involved. And so if he's not getting involved, you'll find him just drift to mm. wherever the ball is. And then you'll find him like when he put the ball in for Reguilón, like way in his own half beautiful I mean it was a lovely ball to Reguilón and then a lovely ball to, to Sun for the goal but that's not really where you want Harry Kane it's not where I want Harry Kane as a Spurs player and it's not, as a Spurs fan and it's not where I want Harry Kane as a Harry Kane owner in FPL I want him in an advanced position because that's where he's going to get me FPL points so let's see what happens I think but I do think Spurs are improving and mm. that improvement will mean surely that Kane starts returning. And I just, I, I still don't think you can sell Kane against Norwich. If you do, then you're kind of asking to be punished. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then, then it's Ronaldo against Norwich. It's going to be a hard keep for Kane away at Brighton. Yeah. When, I think it when, could be an easy spot. Yeah. I think so. Because Brighton are good defensively. Yeah. I can, I can, I can get Ronaldo and Sancho from Norwich. Yeah. Go for the double I mean, the good attack. thing. Good thing for me is uh, being a Spurs fan, as I said on the FPL show last night, was that if Kane blanks and we've won, I feel all right about it. If I sell Kane and he bangs and we win, I'll still feel all right about it mm. because as a Spurs fan, that's just, you know, so there's that element that plays out. But yeah. I, I don't, I think I can only see Kane getting one more game in my team. I could see me going to Sun instead or more likely even to Reggion instead. Yeah. I take it you won't be captaining Kane against Norwich. 
No, but I probably will wear my vice captain's armband. Oh, wow. So much faith, Sam. <laughs> well, only just because if, if, I mean, Salah normally, normally misses game week 14 and he didn't this week. In seasons gone by, he's always got a rest in game week 14. Didn't get one this time. Mm. Um, just in case. I do think over Christmas, you do actually have to think about your vice captain a little bit more than I normally do because it's crazy season. Mm. Uh, and Gupta, can you just a Zaha replacement? I don't mind Zaha. I, I know you, you said you said he's a bit too expensive. Um, I think the main the main problem with Zaha is that Bernardo Silva's like point three more and a significantly better option than than Zaha. So straight swap. If I could do Zaha to Bernardo Silva, I'd do it. If I didn't have the money though, and I was looking around the seven million under mark, there's not really anyone that massively stands out to me. Rafinha looks good, but after next week, Chelsea, City, Arsenal, Liverpool is an absolute horror run for Leeds. Um, whereas Zaha's got. Uh, Everton, Southampton, Watford. I'd keep him. You get rid? Not a fan? Who for? Anyone. Anyone. <laughs> wow. I, d- I um. Yeah, I, I just. I'd, Bowen Mount, potentially if, six four. If you've got if you've got more money, then Bernardo or Mason Mount to me look like good options. If you've got that extra little bit of cash in the bank, if you haven't, then. I mean, there are. There are other players with nice fixtures that you could go to. I d- we haven't even I just... mentioned my favourite ever player on this stream yet. In the form of his life. Who's that, Sam? Come on. Who's my favourite ever player? Neil Morpay? No. <laughs> what a goal. What a goal from What's Neil What a goal. Always said, class player, consistent, you know, get him in your team don't he's awful yes james a madison of course james madison 6.7 now two double digit hauls in a row not just that 87 minutes then 90 minutes 6.5 percent owned villa newcastle next i love him oh come on shaking your head how can you shake your head at james madison in this kind of form it's not that i don't like james madison but james madison is is the epitome of a purple patch player isn't he like he'll he'll perform really well for a little while well maybe this is the patch done (laughs) it's been this week like i don't know i i actually think that they'll struggle against leicester villa i really do i think leicester will have a hard time against villa they're, they're getting a lot better defensively. They are performing well. Could Madison get a return? Yes. Do I see him getting loads of returns? No. Like they've got Martinez in goal. He's a quality, quality keeper. I, don't, I just don't see. Does he need? He doesn't need to get loads of returns though at six seven. He needs to get. He needs well, to get you a goal or an assist. Can he get a goal but, and assist against Villa? Yeah. Yes, but also could he get rotated over the Christmas period when they could play Daka or they could play Nacho and they could change the system up? Yes. And I don't think you want to be investing in somebody that's not 90 minutes every game over the Christmas Well, I, I'm very surprised that he got 80, he got 90 minutes again after the 87. Because I, I agree with you, his, his minutes have been incredibly sporadic. You know, 45 against Chelsea, 10 minutes against Leeds, 69 against Arsenal, 77 against Brentford. He's, he's been managed because they've got yeah. different systems. And I think Rodgers is trying to work out exactly what what system he, he likes best. And it, at the moment, they're, they're kind of scoring lots of goals and doing okay. But, you know, it still feels like he has, doesn't really know how to get the most out of all these players. You know, Barnes, Iheanacho, Daka, Vardy, you know, Tielemans is going to be coming back soon. It's it is a tricky one. But at the moment, Madison is is kind of at central to everything. I mean, you know, two assists against Watford. Um, the goal he scored against Southampton was, you know, a, 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 not, a, not a normal type of Madison goal. It was a kind of... 
you know, closer to the goal than he, he's he's playing closer to the goal than he normally does. That's the thing I've noticed about him over the last couple of weeks. So it's clearly a, a change in system to kind of try and unlock him. And yeah. yeah, I I love him. I wasn't expecting him to get ninety. I thought he he might get sixty or seventy or something. If he starts again at the weekend and that's it gets three kind of you know seventy eighty plus minutes in a row, he's clearly back to this kind of full fitness, and I think he could be an option again. Okay. Not a fan. I mean, I don't. I, I, I am a fan of him as a player. I think he's quality. Every time I watch him, I like it. Even, but as an FPL asset, yeah. I'm yet to be convinced that he offers no, what I, you would want. I, well, you're right. I know you're right, but I love him so much. He, he is honestly. I keep saying it. I think he's one of the most talented players in the Premier League. Like in terms of ability, in terms of you passing have a man range. Crush on Madison. I've always had a man crush on Madison. I, I I think he's fantastic. But you're right. I mean, last year eight goals, seven assists. Year before that, six goals, five assists. Year before that, seven goals, seven assists. To me, this is a player who should be getting 180, 190 points every season. His best season, yeah, but he doesn't. I know, I know he doesn't. And I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you that he doesn't hit those levels. That, uh, uh, I just yeah, want to see it. I want to see it. I don't think you will, though, as. That's my problem. Is that, And he's also playing for a Leicester team that has got a lot of talented players going forward. So yeah. the ability for Rodgers to change the system depending on the opposition that he's facing or just change the system if it's not working means we can easily see Madison come off at half-time, go on at half-time. I, I just... It's it's Christmas. It's crazy season. I don't want any more crazy in my team. Like I, I want to be calm as much as we can. I want to be calm and have informed players that I... Like Bernardo Silva, who, yeah, all right, he may occasionally miss one, but it's going to be an occasional miss. And he's playing in a Man City team. They've got really good form and they've got really good fixtures. And then I look at Leicester, who aren't in very good form, who have a mixed bag of fixtures and who have a million different strategies and formations that they could play. And Madison isn't always part of all of those formations. That's all I'm saying. So what you're saying... He's good. I'm not investing. So what you're saying is that I should buy Madison. That's what Go I'm hearing. For it, That's what I'm hearing. Go for it. <laughs> it's you literally like, that. it's like a meme. Like I'm hearing all these things coming in and just in here, it's like Madison, buy him, buy him, buy him, buy Madison, Madison, Madison. Sam's talking about Madison. <laughs> well, I look at your team tomorrow after the deadline. It's going to have James Madison in there. Oh, I think it? so. Yeah, you've, you've sold me on him. You, you know, it's really, really good, uh, really good uh, chat about, about Madison, Sam. Appreciate it. Uh, a few people saying smash a like on the video. Yes, please. Yeah, if you've enjoyed this video, uh, like and subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, yeah, Sam and I do these before every game week. Um, and yeah, we made them more interactive as well. So hopefully you're enjoying uh, us chat, you know, talking through people's yeah, fun, comments we? in the chat. We do have fun. These are a fun, <laughs> a nice fun stream. Uh, we've done 46 minutes, so I think we'll probably um, stop it there. I can't believe we're going to end on Madison. Of course we're going to end on Madison. That's the only player that we can we can add on. And every time yeah. he scores and he's not in my team, it's like a knife You're going to gonna message heart. me, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to get WhatsApped all over the weekend. Just Madison, Madison. Well, if you can talk about Pookie for 10 minutes, I can talk about Madison for hours. I, talk, I mean, to be fair, I've not talked about Pookie this week. You haven't. No, you don't need to. He, he speaks for himself sometimes, doesn't he? He's... When he scores against Spurs, I will not be happy. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely scoring against Spurs. Oh, he's 100% scoring against Spurs. Absolutely. Uh, right, Sam, thank you so much for joining me. We will be back. Uh, it's back to normal next week, isn't it? I think we, is it a Friday deadline next week? Oh, don't know. Let's Let me have a look. Have a look. I think it is. It is. Yeah. Brentford v Watford next week. Friday. Friday stream then. 
Friday Maybe stream. go a bit later next week. Yeah, just so we'll go, yeah. go a bit earlier. Um, and Egypt Gutman says, as and Sam are the best. Oh, that's nice. Oh, thanks. Not, not sure that's true for me, but Sam is not, the best. No. So she can I mean, I'm not, no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I, I mean, it's praise, but... Just, I'm going to take it. Just, I'm going to be- I'm going to believe it's true. Let's take it as. Well, actually, you were the best until you slayed James Venison, and now I doubt your, you know, class, <laughs> class integrity. That you know that dinner invitation is retracted. <laughs> oh yeah, my roast dinner. Doubt my integrity. <laughs> <laughs> doubt your integrity. <laughs> uh, right. Thanks everyone for joining us, uh, and we will see you all next week. Bye, guys.